Hello and welcome to All the Best Bits. This is Will and as usual I've been joined by Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm grand. I was going to call you by, by your Irish name, Quivine, but uh, yeah. I just went, no, hold on. Quivine Olion. But Quivine, we're, we're not alone. <laughs> Tonight we've been joined by a guest who was with us for... It was the second episode of season two. Sequel reboot scene. Episode 19. It's Joe Barton. Joe, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Delighted to be here again. It's lovely to have you. It's lovely to have this you. This is my sequel. Oh, oh, really? Yes, it is your sequel and reboot, possibly. Yeah. Potentially, depending on we bring it out. Uh, how's life with you? Uh, it's very, it's fine, thanks, Will. Yeah, um, good. I'm enjoy- we're, we're, it's early October. I'm enjoying spooky season. I'm feeling... Excellent. You know, yeah, autumnal. No, great. it's January. It's it's Christmas is over. It was a great Christmas. Oh, we did. Oh, you know, oh that's right, yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's January. I'm feeling... <laughs> Bloated from Depressed. my Christmas excess. <laughs> 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 but tonight we're watching we're watching uh, ET, and um, mm. as per usual, we're going to the three of us anyway are going to sync up our copies, which is you know conveniently at the very beginning, and uh, we're going to hit play once I count down from three or up to three, or basically once I stop. Oh, speaking. don't do this again. Just count down. I'm going to go three down to one. All right. C, B, A, (laughs) go. Cat, dog, armadillo, play. Um, So, are you ready, lads? Have you got your copies of um, ET ready to go? Yes. I do. VHS is in. Excellent. (laughs) Great. Okay. And on three, two, one, play. And we're off. Universal and MCA company. Oh, I have such nostalgia for that uh, studio logo. I didn't. It's a classic, isn't it? It's better than it really what, what's, what's Universal now. It's a very fancy digital like. Oh, it goes all around the world. It uh, yeah. the logo spins out from around the. Uh, oh, look at that T. That's a nice T. It looks like the T from our logo. It's quite familiar for I some reason. It being, um, purple. I don't remember it being a purple logo. Hmm. Mm. And Demon. when's the first time you, well, no, what's your, I suppose, have any of these strong memories about seeing this for the first time? I suppose maybe that's the way I can. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I was, um, I remember I was fucking terrified of this film as a child. Really, really? scared. Yeah, it really scared me. Uh, the first couple of times I tried to watch it. <laughs> I couldn't Why? Really, um, I think the I think the beginning is quite it's quite creepy when he's sort of you yep. know something's you know there's like he's and he's waiting outside for it and I think it's done I think it's quite creepy I haven't watched it for a while so we'll we'll, we'll find out but in my head well, it was terrifying the tone of that opening the opening scene is actually quite ominous and terrifying and I feel this might have been my first cinema experience but not a complete oh, one because okay. I have a vague memory of when we were, when I've been very, very young, being taken to the cinema when we were in, when we were in holidays, and being absolutely terrified by the opening scene, and yeah. my father having to take take me back to the caravan. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. But maybe well, that's just one of those. It's weird funny you say that because originally this started out as a horror script, and it was written by John Sales. It was called Night Skies, oh, and Spielberg was developing it while he was shooting uh, Indiana Jones. And Harrison Ford's girlfriend, or wife, I think, 
uh, Melissa yeah. Math- yeah, Melissa Matheson was um, asked to read the script, and she hated it. But she liked one little thing about it. She liked the friendly alien, and she said to Spielberg, "That's your movie." And so he jettisoned everything else about the script, all the sort of the home invasion stuff and the uh, the the glowing finger, which was how the aliens used to kill people. And he really? moved all that spooky stuff over to Poltergeist, and ET became this childhood classic that it is. I mean, that's wow. a hell of a note, isn't it? That's a hell of a note to get. Like, I hate ninety-eight percent of what you've got, but I like the guy. Like, but okay, she yeah. was right, though, wasn't she? Yeah, she was right. She really sure. was. Yeah, she really was. Believe women. <laughs> I- <laughs> And you see all this stuff. You see, it's also we we have to remember we're not hearing it because we've got the volume down. Yeah. But the John Williams score right here, the tone of that score is quite ominous and threatening. And yeah, um, it is. It's that's good. I think what adds what's what adds to the, the sense of dread and terror right here. Oh, see the see the stuff that's are you seeing the internal inside the alien ship? Is yeah. this a special edition, perchance? I don't know. So it's a special edition. Uh-oh. Oh no! Uh-oh. We might Uh-oh. actually be watching the special edition, which has got oh, all the, the shit. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> what's that? That looks like shit. That looks like it's supposed to be some sort of alien turd. That we're and you know at. that Spielberg mm-hmm. has disowned this. Well, let's yeah. find out why. <laughs> well, I've got serious because I've really, really studied the special edition. I'm not joking, and <laughs> um, yeah, and. Uh, I was went back in my earlier days. I actually was teaching a screenwriting course or a class. Oh, for, okay. Yeah, and I used this special edition as a, as a, as um as an example of how repetition can really kill the pace of your <coughs> script. Um, yeah. And when yeah, we get yeah. to it, we'll uh, I can point it out. But yeah, that scene, the inside of the alien ship, really took us out of. It just looks a bit Doctor Yeah. I. I know. Yeah, we've got the alien. CGET as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah My first lesson that. in screenwriting class would be don't. <laughs> don't and do that this. Be, don't, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> don't start. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother, bother. But it is like, this stuff is very creepy. I mean, even this don't thing. annoy me. <laughs> That'd be my next lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't no. I up. cannot believe that I'm after setting us all up with this Oh, inferior copy. Yeah. Let's just... But you know, it'll be an well, interesting experiment. I think it is. A, yeah, it is an interesting experiment. You can... Because that... I feel we just... I feel that's the puppet, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, listen. The CGET stands out a mile. Oh, it looks awful. It really uh, does look awful. What about and the we, CG walkie-talkies? Yeah, they'll stand out too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's still, it's a cracking film. And I do feel, like, for me, it's it's a, you know, a tale, uh, one of Spielberg's most personal films. Well, it's one of his most more personal films because it seems it's to be... It's his favourite film. I wouldn't blame him. But it's it's to, it's obviously to deal, him dealing with his parents' divorce, oh, which is actually a sweet story. Isn't that how Have, it is? Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, is that Harrison Ford? Is Keys Harrison Ford? I remember no, that reading. No, it's Coyote, I'm... Peter Coyote. Harrison Ford's in this. The teacher. 
No, I, I have, I have the, the he's, he was shot. They shot him as the principal and the scene ah. is on YouTube, but the, but they, they never included the scene because they thought having Harrison Ford in the film would be too distracting. Um, and so it's not, he's not actually the teacher, but you would, yeah, some people think it is, but he is, he's seen as quite. I can tell you who the, uh, the girl is in the, uh, the classroom that he steps on to the, you step on the books or onto the chairs or something to kiss her. He steps on a kid. He steps on another kid. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Summer from Baywatch. Erika uh, Elenak. Erika Eleniak, yeah. Oh, is that it? Okay, okay. I she was the, um, the girl that burst out of the cake in Under Siege. Yeah. Playmate, mm. I think, of July or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the month, right. <laughs> what were you saying about the divorce, uh, Will? Mm, yeah, a, my recall has gone. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel this is a film all about um, a kid coming to terms with the, the divorce of his parents. Yeah, and uh, that's for me at the heart of this. But oh, yeah, there's a really, you know, Spielberg's parents actually have a really sweet kind of like um, story where they did divorce. His his mother had an affair with uh, another man. But listen to this: they divorced, and Spielberg, uh, Spielberg really took against his dad for all those years. He never really knew the background of why the divorce happened. But like thirty years later, they reconciled. The parents reconciled and got remarried, and they're back together again. I think well, if they're, st- yeah. I, they're probably dead. But yeah, ultimately they got back together again. I think his dad did die originally. The um, that's it. I didn't realize they got back together. I knew that mm-hmm. he had always blamed his dad, and that's why, like, his first ten movies are about abandoning dads. But like, why didn't anyone tell him? If you think like you're his dad and you're sitting there watching ET and Jaws and all of his films, which are about dads abandoning their kids, and being like, wait a fucking minute! But listen to this. Listen to this. It's got some. It's it, it's a testament to his dad's character. His okay. dad didn't want his mother him him to hate his mother. So his dad let himself be take, be the fall guy for the destruction. He let himself be the fall guy, which is okay. incredible. Incredible, mm. I think. He, yeah, he was like, it's working. The kid, the kids, the kids being successful. I remember when my parents were getting divorced, and I have a vivid memory of my dad. He was doing uh, uh, press ups, and. Um, I used to uh, climb on his back to see if he could still do them and sort of like lift me up and, and stuff. And then after he did that and I was like showing him some funny things that I saw with, uh, it's so vivid to me, it stands out still to this day, showing him sort of like jokes that I saw with um, uh, <clears throat> Roadrunner. He said to me that my uh, him and my mom were going to, to split up and who did I want to live with? Oh, God. And, um, Jesus. and I remember thinking well if i don't live my mom she'll be broken hearted but i think that you're strong enough to be able to and this is me like a five and a half like oh not even six. wow and um and he said okay and that was oh my god <laughs> that is unbelievable that's so that's such a hard thing to ask a, a child i don't think you should ever really give well <clears throat> i suppose what what else can you do other than just disappear Wow. Well, I, yeah, but or make the decision with with your partner that you're splitting up with, and then sort of tell you know tell your child. I, do, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's different. I don't think there's a right way to divorce, really. Although they do say there's no such thing as a as a bad divorce. It's a there's usually it's a good end to a bad marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love what I love about Spielberg's films 
are some of my favorite things in his early films anyway is the the, the his kitchen scenes you know where he has lots of characters yeah. talking over each other and when i was young i used to look at these kids gathered around the table playing dungeons and dragons and i used to think that they were grown men because they're just so yeah. mature looking and now i look at them and they're just kids playing dungeons and dragons they're like probably the school nerds they're the stranger things kids that's exactly it, yeah. That's exactly it. But I feel that this film rectified, not rectified, but corrected the um, the mistake that I feel is made with Close Encounters, where that ends with Richard Dreyfus choosing to leave his family, leave Terry Garrett's two kids, and go off with the aliens. And this, as I said in that episode with Kieran Foy, Elliot decides to stay with his family. And I think that's such a more, much more beautiful arc and more affecting ending. Mm-hmm. This is so beautiful, yeah. though. See, this was this is around the time I think when I was like properly, properly getting shit up. <laughs> like I think I remember this scene uh-huh. and when the ball comes back out the shed. I was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> He's right away. Uh-huh. It is all like it is so beautiful, though. I don't remember this film sort of looking as nice as it does. Oh, but... It's beautifully shot. It's beautifully shot. But you're right about those kitchen scenes. It's like almost like a little Robert Altman movie or something, and all the overlapping sort of seventies dialogue and. And the mess of it, and it looks really like it's just the and the, the set decoration is great, like ugly lamp and stuff. And is yeah, quite nice it, it was back when families oh. looked middle class. They, everyone didn't look like they lived in. Uh, there was an, there was an interesting well, thing about this, wasn't there? There was like a whole father of the bride era movie where suddenly so called middle class people lived in mansions, vast mansions. Yeah, exactly, and and. And when and and why that why that started happening and and how it used to be. Hey, I've I've watched this film so many times and kind of analysed it. I even have like a theory about their kitchen table. Oh yeah, and uh, their kitchen table is triangular, which indicates you know for me that it's a family. It's not a rectangular table. It's missing a corner. It's missing a piece. Oh, you're going deep. Yeah, going deep with yeah. the production. I love it. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I'm convinced production, they, they, they made that choice consciously. I'm convinced <laughs> when you know for a fact they didn't. I bet all these were sets, because this is Spielberg, you know, coming off of a, a string of hits. So he could do what he wanted at that this stage. Like it wouldn't be like a phoned location and they just make it do. This was shot by Alan Davero. Thank you. I was yeah. going to let you... So he shot, he shot, well, he shot some other... wrong, I bet, how I pronounced that, but I was looking up just because it's so beautiful. <clears throat> so is he also shot Emperor of the Sun and, uh, and uh, sorry, the Color Purple and Emperor of the Sun. Um, okay. He got three so. films out of Spielberg. When, yeah. did, when did Spielberg start working just with Janis Kaminsky? Schindler's kid? List. Uh, yeah, Schindler's List. We, Dean Cundy and Schindler's List. That was the... Dean Cundy was shooting... They, yeah, just finished Jurassic Park and straight on to Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. So they've worked together since, I think. Isn't that right? Yeah. He's, um, we were saying on a, on a podcast, it was like, wouldn't you feel really fucked off if you got to work with Spielberg once and then he swapped you up for somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, he keeps making all these films with him. What, what did I do uh, wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He made one of his most successful movies as well. Yeah, it's like, it purely must have been like a personality thing. Like the, the vibe was just not the same. And he does work with the same team over and over again, like the same crew and all that. So, you know, he, he he does have a family of people he likes to work with. Yeah, just like this podcast, Joe's become part of the family <laughs> that we like to. Old, return to. <laughs> Old cousin Joe coming back in. 
so now Elliot's going into the um he's going going out into the, the cornfield. The corn. Yeah. Is this his first film with a child protagonist? Well unless we you know as a protagonist, I think yes. Yeah. Because he returns to this theme multiple times. Like he's done more films with kids in the in lead roles or in significant roles than I think any other director. It's a real fascination for him. We really need to work together, this young Spielberg guy and me, you know. <laughs> you, yeah, that just, young whippersnapper, Will Collins. Yeah, yeah. With that other up-and-comer Spielberg. Cheekers. How um, old is Spielberg now? He's got he's got to be pushing like 70-odd. Oh, he's over 70, I'm sure. Ah, horrific. Why, yeah. why is E.T. such a horrific creature? Like, why did they design such <laughs> horrible-looking... <laughs> Beast. He looks like a yeah. like a turd with eyes. He does like a. He looks like a. It's <laughs> just like a tumor with little legs. And face. Wasn't it? Wasn't there something to do with he was like uh there was was it Gandhi or something? There was some sort there, of Einstein. Yeah. There was some Einstein. Oh, it was Einstein's of, eyes. Yeah, something yeah. like that. He, he wanted very right. wise eyes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all about the eyes. It's all about the eyes. If you make the eyes big enough. Then you could love, uh, you could love a, a pile of poo. You know, <laughs> stick some googly eyes on some poo, and some. Oh. I, I, I swear there was a whole thing around this time of like children's films just having unnecessarily fucked up looking characters, like the thing from um, the Goonies. Why is that? Why <laughs> sloth? <laughs> sloth chunk. Those guys are bad kid. Oh, Jerry O'Connell. No, that was Jerry O'Connell. This time. But if, um, how could they he... put a fatty in a film? Oh my god! Just <laughs> burning. No, but they, um, yeah, sloth, right? Sloth. Why is yeah. Just, yeah. Why is why why is he? So, and it, I remember watching that and being just like, oh, they, what is it? It's like this. Oh, but you end up just like he's like a Quasimodo. You end up just no. like loving him because nope. never. I did. He was wearing a Superman T-shirt. I was like, ah, oh, he's my buddy. Yeah, when he when he allied with him, I was with him. When he allied with him, because but when he but he was he's a menacing. He's initially this monster in the basement, and they befriend the monster. It's he's King Kong. Oh, it's um, beautiful. But that's such a screamy film. That's one of those films like Temple of Doom where I went back and revisited it. Um, when I was in my 20s and thought oh Christ this is too much altogether but uh, <laughs> it's so shouty yeah it's just like oh shut up you little bastards I can understand why Richard Donner after he finished that film he went off to like Hawaii on vacation he just needed a break he needed to get as far away from <laughs> the children as possible <laughs> and Spielberg had rented out a beach cabin right next to Donner's and he got all the kids to fly out there. And when Donna was walking along the beach with his wife, trying to relax, all the kids came running up the beach to him. And he thought, oh, Jesus. That they no were way. also going to be on holiday with him. And yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare. Awful. Awful. I, so, Will, I'm looking at this table, man. I'm seeing four sides to it. I think you're Look wrong. again. Look no, again. It's, it's triangular, but there's one flat side at the end. So it, technically it's... Um, it's not a. It's not a triangle. I always like on sitcoms where they sit uh, on either side of a corner. They don't Look. sit facing each other. What is a triangle? <laughs> what? Well, it's a, what is a it's triangle? It's a sh- shape with three sides. It's a three-sided shape. No, I didn't say what is it. I said it is a triangle. No, it's not. Because you're, you're saying there's a little. There's a little like six-inch. Um, 
yeah, right. it's a decahedron. Look, right where the mum is. That is a flat side right at the back. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, Joe. Like, I, I, I you know, uh, it's a series that I'm going to go to my grave with. And um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pro triangle. You might be an anti triangler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're breaking up every so often. So I'm just hoping that this is going to come through on the recording. It did the last time, didn't it? It did, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it still uploads, and oh. you're breaking up for me a little bit as well. Oh, good. Oh, it's it solves itself. <laughs> <laughs> the internet fixes itself, doesn't it? It does. Try turning your uh, cameras off. Maybe that sometimes that. Oh, I got all set up and like built my little set here with my little figurines behind me and my no, grabber's poster. I did, yeah. It's it's the only poster I have that I can hang. Um, all right, I'm going to turn off my camera as well. Fuck you. My God, I forgot I, we're actually recording. No, we've the scene. We're at the scene at the dinner at the breakfast there, the kitchen table, the three sided, the triangular yeah, table. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I absolutely love this scene. I absolutely, I think it's the performances here, the blocking. Um, but it also when the mother gets upset, then the older brother, you know, his reaction of getting thick with Elliot. That's. Mm. You know why? Why are you making her upset? He's the the emotion and performance he gets from his kids. Kids are, it's it's it feels like it's almost a documentary. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's incredible. It's really good. Did you see that? Like, there's that famous like what, the the footage of the audition of of the of the of Elliot. Yeah, yeah, Have it's you, amazing. It's amazing, but I, I mean, I'm always suspicious of that because it's like he's there and he does his like big screaming audition, and then everyone applauds and someone off camera. I don't know if it's Spielberg or someone else says, "Well, you got the part, kid." Spielberg like, says that. Is it Spielberg? Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, that was just his audition." But I'm like, you'd never say that in the audition room, unless unless mm. it, there must have been a callback. Like, even if you had other people, even like potentially in the running, you'd never just say you. Do you know what I mean? You, you know what I just read uh, leading up to this was that Elliot's at uh, Henry Thomas's auditions previous to this were, were were a disaster. He came in dressed as Indiana Jones, and I think he was very wooden, and it didn't really work out. And it was only when they did the improvisation uh, bit that he actually came came through, and they called him back on the quality of his imp- improvisation scene, and. Um, they did that bit, um, so it was a callback. It wasn't like a first. It was a, okay. No, so I he think knew. I think yeah. when he started. Yeah. Would I you was, sit there or would you run when this thing is coming towards this you? This is fu- see. This is what I'm talking about. That's terrifying. Yeah, and it's even the noises he's making as well. That these long tentacle fingers coming at you. Look at him, idiots! This is a horror film, right? It is. Look at it. <laughs> you pussies. Get your horrible hand off me. <laughs> Get your horrible fingers off me. Burn oh, he's turning his little skittles. Yeah, that's true. Never take Lulligan. candy from strangers, kids. <laughs> Elliot had gone with them at the end. He'd have just been flown <laughs> away to their own planet. Experimented on. That was, wasn't that the, the sequel, I think, that they, they wrote a draft for the sequel oh, and it, yeah. it had... Elliot going off to the planet of the ETs. Yeah. Nocturnal something. Am I there's something Nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I, I think I there was a treatment for that. There was there a script, but I think I definitely read a treatment for that. And it was it was pretty sinister. 
that's like that's a straight up horror movie shot that hand coming out of the thing it's just yeah that's a very um not to get too sort of film school about it but it's a great sort of economy of storytelling to cut from et dropping the skittles on his lap to then elliot dropping the skittles on the carpet and, yeah. and you get instantly instantly what's going he's on. been leading the fun. little little bird little back horror. Disgusting. And it, well, it, it's been set up earlier when he was out in the woods. It's, you know, we, we, that visual language has been set up even earlier than these these oh, scenes. It's a payoff. Yeah. Tie fighter there. And Richard Dreyfus was the man in the suit for uh, E.T. A hearty <laughs> har har <laughs> Ejecting some levity into this. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> he has a cool little bedroom, doesn't he? It does. Yeah. He's like a type of bedroom that, well, in in my universe, they did not exist. That, basically, that was the size of some people's, some people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no, 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 don't lock him in there with you. <laughs> you really dislike this little alien. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to, it, it's one of those few films where I would be in floods of tears by the end of it. I don't think it's going to get me this time because uh, the music isn't there, and the music is like that's just sort of taps into your into your soul. Yeah, we can all of this, <laughs> all of these scenes, all of these scenes. The score really does a lot of the legwork with creating the wonder and the terror in the early scenes, that dread and um, and fear. But now the kind of the wonder and uh, John Williams, just an absolute magician. He really, really was. Mm. Like Spielberg does, and I, at least to be fair, Spielberg does give him credit, and he has gotten credit for for the the part he's played in in the success of Spielberg's films. Um, Who Henry Thomas? The whole one. Talking about John Williams and uh, oh right, sorry, I was one. just uh, I was just sending an email. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be getting tired if I had an alien in my bedroom. I just wouldn't no. all of a sudden feel it. But the thing is, the two of them have kind of created a, uh, a psychic link. Yeah, uh, yes. Right. So yes. ET is tired. Elliot's tired. That's what. That's, that's what's actually going on. He dropped the skills. So that's. <laughs> You've got this sort of shy, this closed-off kid who's just got so much frustration within him, and he doesn't know how to get it out, and he's just irritated by his family, and he just becomes a receptacle for this open-hearted alien and it's so beautiful that the the simplicity of the story and and the little journey that Elliot goes on yeah I definitely I, just, I, was, I definitely didn't get this when I first watched it that they were sharing that he was tired because he was tired <laughs> I, um, I, was, I was like what's he why is he <laughs> oh they, they really hammer it home in the special edition they really go to town on it. Yeah, you're like, yes, I get it. I get that they share. I you like know. how that some of the lamps are blue and some of the la- lamps, lamps, some of the flashlights are blue and some of the flashlights are red. Oh, yeah. Mm. And purple. One look, oh, yeah, it's probably blue. It's probably, yeah, that's quite cool. I like oh, colours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have, like, when they, get, when they hand out the torches at the beginning of the night where they're all going out, well, who gets the red one? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he always gets oh, the red one. I want green, like Luke. <laughs> like Luke. <laughs> Rank Damn. your favorite Spielberg movies then. Top three. Would this be in the top three? Not for me. Jeepers. 
Jesus Christ. We picked the okay. right person. What about you, Will? <laughs> well, you have to give me a second because I actually have, I probably actually have in my nerddom have actually probably ranked them in the past. Sure you, what about you, Kevin? You you, you throw out. So and let me think about uh, it. Well, Jaws number one. Okay. Um, Raiders Lost Act number two. And I might go ET number three, actually. Mm. Okay. That's purely because I can't remember all the other films. (laughs) Jewel. I love Jewel as well, but Jewel is a bit of an oddity. Oh, it's a hipster, man. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. um, For me, it's Jewel, it's Amistad, (laughs) and it's probably Amden. Probably the Sugarland Express is my number one. Sugarland Express. I was a a big fan of his earlier work, the uh, TV movies. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like the um, Columbo. Night Gallery. Actually, I like Amblin, the actual short film he made when he was 12. That's the one I really like. His best film, um, really. <laughs> I also really love The Terminal. I think it's like a fantastic, <laughs> underrated film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I would post, I would have to agree with you. Look, look Jaws is up there as my favourite of Spielberg's films, without question. And um, Oh, Poltergeist. Oh, Don't forget that one. Oh, yeah, he directed that, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitively, on the record. <laughs> Okay, so actually, yeah, I would say in my, I'm going uh, Jaws, number one, E.T., second, and Raiders, third. But guess what? In my top five is Jewel. Jewel is in my top five. Is it? it is a really mm-hmm. good film. Have you seen mm-hmm. it, Joe? I have not seen all of it. That's why you're being so dismissive. It is actually I've a cracking it. I've film. Seen, I've, seen, I've seen bits of it. I haven't seen all of it. I saw the bit where the car was like going down the road and I thought, I've seen enough. I get the gist. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like I put it ahead of Jurassic Park. That's like somewhat like cannonball run. Yeah. Yeah, but you were too you were too cynical and old hanging out the bike shed smoking cigarettes to go and was, really enjoy Jurassic uh, Park when it came I out. did. I actually ba- I had to babysit someone through Jurassic Park. His name was some kid called Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Le Lehane or Le- <laughs> he just wouldn't Le-Hane. shut up. I couldn't get John Rice Myers to take me and it's a callback it's a callback set up pay off lessons here lads Uh, like how does Elliot have a parking meter in his bedroom like he's a he's obviously like a juvenile delinquent what else what other whatever it's like college kids where they rob like a traffic cone it's true and two lamps. Look at that. Look at the lamp. Fucking <gasps> Johnny, two lamps. Um, <laughs> but this is later, man. This is so with playing with the Star Wars figures. I'm like, that's yeah. just that's just that's just sick. that's just that is what movie. that's what everyone was like back then. That the, was uh, me. This was me. Oh, there's Lando Calrissian. I had that Lando Calrissian. So this was me. At I remember age. going to a Santa uh, uh, grotto thing, and I got given. Um, who's the guy with the, the, the guy with the long tendril uh, Bib Fortuna Bib Fortuna yeah, um, yeah. Jabba the Hutt sort of like translator or whatever yeah. I could give him that I was like what is this fucking shit I don't like this yeah that was the there was toy- an- that's my entire sort of um, dalliance with the Star Wars toydom oh, really I, yeah. I, when I was they- too I can't I was too I was born too late for that. Cool. When they did the um, the re-release in the nineties, they released a lot of toys. I they, they, I got the toys then. 
when they they ah. they, they, bought, they bought out a lot of um incredibly muscly <laughs> Luke oh, Skywalker yeah. toys and like Han Solo like yeah. proper buff. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got my Qui Gon Jin. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the prequels. It was the, yeah. the re-releases, the, the re-releases of the originals. Do you remember? Yeah, and I remember they, that. A bit like this when they did the the shitty CGI sort of. Yeah, they they he they he-manned up the original characters, which I just Brilliant. do not get. I don't Very know what they were thinking. Tunk. But no, the gas thing is, you go into the shops, into the toy shops, and they have all those original toys in those original boxes. Do they actually have toy shops anymore? I thought they shut uh, them all down. Oh well, there's like one oh. big name brand that's uh, yeah, you're welcome to sponsor us if you want. Um, <laughs> Smith's Toy Store, Superstore, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like they're doing like stuff like He-Man and all that sort of stuff that we grew up. Well, I grew up with them. Um, I grew up uh, with He-Man as well. That was still big in like the early 80s. Yeah. But a lot of the brands that were around in the 80s are still like big brands. Transformers, He-Man. Guys, um, I remember walking back from school uh, and a guy had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy. And it, it, it was just like showing it to us as we were walking back to, uh, for our lunch, whatever. I must have been seven, eight. Red flags, red flags. <laughs> he was the same age. You guys want to see Michelangelo? Oh, right, same age. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. like an old man. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like he opened his van. He said, "Come here, kids. Do you want to see this? You want to see that turtle head? You want to see a talking fucking rat?" <laughs> he uh, he showed us this thing, and I was like, oh, "What is this beautiful fucking thing? I need to have it." It was amazing. I'd never had that reaction to a to a toy before I was like Jesus Christ Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles amazing wow. yeah. they were cracking good lads they were <laughs> good laugh great lads great laugh <laughs> look at him great bunch of lads okay safe so Ellie's brother has come home now in the football gear everything about this basically all I, I devoured these type of Americana when I was mm. growing up and it just the world they lived in was if I'd have died more I would advanced have, than our yeah it was world. more advanced oh yeah they were you were decades ahead of us yeah um, in, in many ways it was like they were the aliens <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes pull yes, quote yes. <laughs> did you go when you were growing up did you used to think that all Americans were rich because that was the oh, thing you yeah. said, is that every American is rich. That's why because, I, I fully believed it. Because when we uh, when we grew up, any, if we had any relatives that were in America, they were rich. Like, mm. it was just because we were poor. <laughs> that was <laughs> yes, it. That's, that's it. All of us were poor, and they were sending money back, and they were sending... That was what happened in the Irish... In the, for the, the Irish existence. Right. Was people went to America, and they went there, and they were wealthy, and they sent money back home. They sent jumpers <laughs> back home. It's like and, Angela's ashes. They went off... <laughs> Frontierland. They bought some horses and they started. I, 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 I've seen horse. Brooklyn. I've seen Brooklyn. I know what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> far and away. <laughs> no, I just thought that that the world of America just seemed cooler. They just seemed like yeah. They just had everything was better. They just seemed everything to have more yeah. entertainment and attractions and things you could do and channels on and, the telly. And listen, for me, it was like they had mixed schools. It was like, oh my god, imagine that! I didn't have to wear a school uniform. Everything oh just yeah, seemed, like so much cooler. When in actual fact, the school uniform is like a saving grace. You know, it's an. Uh, it would have been uh, for me. Like I wouldn't have been oh. able to. I wouldn't be able to keep up with my different shell suits every day. <laughs> 
I don't know if you've ever read, here's uh, Drew Barrymore coming in and screaming. She's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Elliot's, I really would make contact with the carpenter that put up Elliot's shelves because they yeah, didn't take much to bring the whole goddamn thing down. <laughs> and Elliot's got a walk-in wardrobe. He's got a walk-in wardrobe Jesus. with a stained glass window in it. Yeah. He's eight. What is he? He's two, <laughs> like ten. Doesn't need that much shit, man. He's got dark walls and everything. He's got two two coat cans. Giving an eight-year-old a dartboard. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Somebody be getting blinded within the week. (laughs) Have you ever known anyone who's been blinded? Um, (laughs) Well, it's a rhetorical question because I have. I know someone blinded by my beauty by by a dart by a dart in the eye. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. At what age were they just down the pub or like as a child? Oh, I was in the pub, yeah. He was in the pub, yeah. So he was, uh, he was an adult, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember so being in a beer garden uh, and I I found a, a, a bone, sort of like a joint bone, mm-hmm. and I f- threw it. I was only a small kid, about five. I threw it and I hit my mum, who was like about 100 yards away, <laughs> in the cheek. Belted it right across the face. It was just like throwing it into the air, and it just went all the way across. And I remember thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get killed. I'm I'm going to be." That's it. I'm dead. Blamed it on your dad, and that's uh... no. My dad was sitting with her. It was just like bang right in the face. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I cut her face with the, the the corner of the bone. Yeah. Oh my god. It's all coming out. This is like therapy for me. Did she have to get stitches or what was the? No, I think she was just cut on the inside of her cheek. It was just like, yeah, oh God. but it, it was a proper belt. Didn't so mean it, of course. So I just was like fucking throwing her into the air, not realizing it would go in that direction. Nice one, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. <laughs> He's got so many toys, that kid. Jesus. Yeah. And I think that was part of the appeal growing up as well. It's like he just had so many bloody toys. It was like, Jesus, that's the life. They got that creepy little puppet thing again from like the Raggedy Ann doll type thing. Mm hmm. Again, it's just so beautifully shot and um, they're just looking at each other. But that's a beautiful picture of the three faces of the kids. Mm. I'm sure that's a still that I've seen used. Oh, it would be. E.T. No, I think we have an erection. CG E.T. E.T. Why does his <laughs> neck do that? <laughs> so, come here. See the shot here where we're overlooking the... the. This is like a dolly out zoom in or zoom in dolly out. Yeah, yeah, it's it like the, the jaw shot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very slow. But, like, the effect is amazing, isn't it? Cool. Same thing they do with the, um, the corridor in Poltergeist. When she's running down oh. the corridor and the corridor just seems to keep getting longer and longer and further and further away. Cool. That's what I said. And that's how they pulled it off? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Jesus. I thought that's a big kettle. <laughs> <laughs> the portions in the... <laughs> America. The portions in America, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, Drew, Drew, uh, Drew Barrymore, is he very good in this film? She this, is. This, was her, this was obviously her first ever... Yeah, she was hey, up right, for the um, she was up for the, the Carol Ann role in Portuguese, and he cast her in this instead. Wow! So it's like weird that she's never. Um, have you seen With Her? Have you seen that film she directed? 
yeah, oh, yeah. It was it's, fun. It's, so, it's great. I think it's really great. Why? I don't know why she's never made another movie. She's, really she's a she's a talk show host now. I think is she? Yeah. yeah. She is, yeah. Wow. I think uh, from what I Ralph, read, Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, was up for the role of the older brother, Mikey, whatever his name is. Yeah, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is two years before. This is when he was. So Ralph Macchio would have been doing The Outsiders with Tom Cruise <laughs> and Patrick Swayze and uh, all those. Uh, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, we used to have to watch it in school because it was part of. We had to read that book. Um, it's good. But, right, you know, he would have been alright. He would have suited us, but he's too Italian looking for the the two other kids. Yeah, racist, right? He's too um, Italian looking. Why a, <laughs> a penny for every time Kevin said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Actually, Italians are white. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, no. <laughs> so. I'm just, I'm just going on. I'm just sorry, lads. I'm just going to go on Twitter and cancel Kevin. So, <laughs> right? Where's the I'd universal cancel to, button? I'd love to be cancelled on Twitter, actually. <laughs> so far, we actually. I, I, let me complete that sentence. I'd love to be cancelled on Twitter just so I wouldn't be on Twitter anymore. I don't want to actually legitimately be cancelled. I'm cutting this out of the podcast. Okay. 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 <laughs> Italian Twitter came for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> this is the worst thing since Chris Brack that passes Mario. <laughs> we have we have listeners in Italy, Kevin. We have listen listener at least. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, this. This is again know. it's this a, cla- a good, this is class thing. This is good. Yeah. What's happening? So um, far it hasn't been egregious, but it's really cool. No, so far it, it's it's working for me. This is the CG, mm-hmm. you know, plasticine balls. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Look, okay. I'm looking at the plasticine yeah. balls. Red, yeah. red, white, and green, just like the Italian flag. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that offend you? <laughs> I don't know if that was CG. That looks kind of like a, a matte painting. Or not, yeah, whatever you call it. Um, what's the word? Um, An oh, optical. Optical, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> E.T. Gonna twiddle his ear. It's the way that it's the way the finger is sort of bulbous at the end. Is uh, you know, (laughs) I would have done another pass at that. (laughs) I would have given it a a, a fingernail, a big long coke fingernail. (laughs) (laughs) Just start poking him in the ear. (laughs) No, what is that meme? I'd give him the like the acrylic fingernails. You know, you'd see the uh, Peter Griffin. Uh, if, where he's doing the hands with the the big long, oh, forget it. This is one of the things where I'd have to show you an image to, to get it. See there, where Elliot? I love the language, the visual language as well in this film. When Elliot goes up to that gate, he goes out to his perimeter gate up the back, and there's a red light on it, and it's like, well, should like how many of these things would have a red light? But it's good because yeah. it's just like, oh, that's the edge of the territory. That's like the danger is beyond here. It's just good. Et morning. And I think that's the original shot as well. I don't think that's uh, that's when he made the flower like come back to life. I think. Uh, yeah, there's not there's been too much of the CG. Uh, we're going to get to the awkward scene soon. Oh, 
hold on a second, Kevin. What? There's, there's a scene. They, no, this is a mix because there should have been a scene where he's. Um, do you know when Elliot's Mitchin off school, right? Mitchin. In this, in in the in the extended edition, that is really long. Like ET's in the bathtub and all that sort of stuff. And it's and anyway, it's, it's really long. But it's not in this cut. It's not here. So. I don't know. This is a Blu-ray, so um, let's. I think not... this is a halfway. I think this is a halfway house cut. I think this is a halfway okay. cut. It's definitely that scene's in the the, the special edition from twenty years ago because I have it on DVD. There we go. There's there she um, is, Erica Leniak. And did you see the kid with the headphone radio? Yes. Like, that's the reason I wanted to live in America. Oh my god! And you Just see that get... school bus? That's why I wanted to live in America. <laughs> Just enough to anarchy. walk to school. No, just anarchy. <laughs> just everybody just throwing paper at each other. Amazing, so much fun. Yeah, the reason. So they've definitely cut that scene, and I'm so glad they have because that scene. There was there was a scene basically where Elliot. It's an elongated the, the the scene of them just having their day off school. We basically get the same information. Repeat it to us over and over again, and it doesn't move things forward at all. And uh, the whole film just grinds to a halt, and it's kind of irritating. Um, and uh, I'm so glad they cut it. Well, let's see because none of us we know. What, it. None of we us know it. for sure what we're watching. Mm-hmm. No, this we're seeing the school teacher. So that's not Harrison Ford. That's but not. A lot of people. I that thought it was not Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford's arse. It's no. not, I used to it's think not. it was Harrison Ford for the longest time, but it's actually not. But you can look on YouTube the scene where um, I think actually Harrison, after Elliot gets sent to the principal's office after he lets all the frogs out and kisses the girl, there's that scene is in the principal's office and the principal's turning around. Elliot's still just pissed and, the, and Harrison Ford turns away and Elliot levitates out, his chair levitates and he levitates up into the air and comes back down again and Harrison Ford turns back and never sees it. Oh, so, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeding the idea that E.T. can make things float, but... And as I said, originally, the aliens were, were killer aliens. They were coming and killing animals and they touched them with their long, glowy finger and killed them. That is some rewrite. <laughs> it's some rewrite. <laughs> yeah. They obviously didn't change the design. They were just like, well, yeah, just what about these killer up. aliens that props that we have? Just give them bigger eyes. Well, just, yeah, it's, well, it's a nice alien, but still be really fucked up looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely really fucked up looking alien. The, um, I, didn't, I mean, I read like an article on it, but they say how the whole film is shot from sort of kids' height. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is where the keys height. are so, the so key, yeah. um, to represent people in authority. Oh, he's gl- he glistens. He's like he's wet. <laughs> Dry him up. It's like a yeah. knee. <laughs> like yeah, as a pet, I don't think I want to snuggle with ET. I wonder oh, what he tastes man. like. Oh, I just lick it. What he tastes like? Some beef or ham? <laughs> Beefy ET. He, he looks like. When I feed my cat, like this sort of jellied meat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> E.T. or Elliot getting hammered. When was the first time you got drunk, lads? Um, go on, Joe. Oh, I don't know. Uh, sort of 
12 or 13 on sort of oh, Jesus. I know you I know you're gonna tell a story about getting drunk at five or something. Like, no, I'm not like, <laughs> a delinquent. Like, I was drinking like a WKD. Oh no, it was Red Squ- Red Square or something like that. It was one of those alcohol pops. And um me and some friends we got, my parents lived opposite a park, so we took like probably not even that many. Probably had like two alcohol pops each. But yeah, I remember feeling um <laughs> Top of the world. <laughs> Very yeah. strange. <laughs> All it takes is one, and and the seconds then to kind of yeah give you that um, giddy feeling. You I was I was kind of I was kind of late because I was actually going to discos and nightclubs, and I I think I was fifteen when I was when I had my first like. That's not drink. late. That's probably in the same time as me. Yeah, I, I remember, remember just being. I was in the nightclub. I gotten past the bouncers, and I was in the nightclub, and you I were went in up a to the nightclub at fifteen. We used to go to oh, kids' yeah. nightclubs at that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nappy nights. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got it. It was a lot like it was. Uh, the country I nightclub where you could yeah, get into, yeah. and I remember just going up to the bar, and uh, the bar Basically like it took was a, place in like a like a, a stable. Yeah, <laughs> I know it was. I look, it was a big nightclub, but um, they like they said, "What do you want?" And I just looked at all these bar tops, all the all the tops ahead of me. I just Whiskey, went, Car- Carling, Carling Black Label. Not having a clue, it was the one closest to me. Carling Black Label, and it was rotten. Bunch of pizza, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny to me how drink has different connotations uh, in the UK to Ireland because my dad drinks caroling, and I got into a habit of having caroling whenever I'd meet him for a pint. And then I went mm. back to Cork for a funeral, and um, and a cousin was like, "Well, you have," and I said, "Um, oh, I don't know. I'll have a caroling." And they're like, "Caroling? Jesus yeah. Christ! We can't order a caroling. We have a Heineken or something." Because yeah. caroling is like, well, a caroling is like a is like a a, a really it just doesn't have the same reputation in Ireland. So yeah, I gotta say, it doesn't have a great reputation in England. Uh, not to besmirch your tell dad, my dad, but Carling is a not a great luck. Fifteen-year-old me would agree and say, "Carling, Jesus Christ, it's rank!" Oh my god. I only drink Guinness now because I feel like I don't get any hangovers from Guinness, and I feel I can pace myself, and it's sort of like it's just a. A yeah. solid I think drink. this is such a good segue into looking at ET having a hangover as you talk uh, talk about having a hangover, and he's he's he is. I always love, <laughs> I always love this gag of the kid. There's an ad on TV of uh, advertising a telephone company, and there's his family calling their uncle like long distance, and um, the kid basically says, "Say hello to say hello to Frank." He says, "Hello," and he just hangs up straight away. I always this is it. Hello, Uncle Ralph. Clunk. <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's great. Oh, there's a pumpkin. Oh, that's right, because this takes place mm-hmm. around Halloween. Yeah. Which is perfect for when we're recording. In January. This. In January. <laughs> so long. What did you dress up as, Joe, for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> as, as, a slutty what? A slutty, a slutty vicar? <laughs> I dressed up as a slutty Elliot. I was a slutty frog in a jar. <laughs> oh, God. What's the worst hangover you've oh. ever had? I Any of them after I hit 30. Yeah, Any of them after I had kids. <laughs> hangover with Joe. kids. Joe, that's the reason I don't drink anymore. My is hangovers it? and children. I haven't drank in five years. Have you not? Hangovers and children oh just don't, God. they don't compute. They just don't go together. And me particularly. I so I've had, 
Sorry. No, I just, uh, yeah, hangovers and me have never been, we, 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 we've never, I've never had a good reaction yeah. to hangovers, but yes. Oh, I just, I, I tried for a while to sort of carry on, like I had a few sort of big, like rages, like big all nighters and stuff. And then, and then, like, oh no, coming Jesus! Oh, I've been dead for I a week. Coming, I remember getting, I remember getting the one of the first tubes. No, I remember getting a taxi back from a party I'd been at all night, and there was the sun was coming up over. Like, I went <gasps> oh. over the Thames. Where was I going? Oh God, you're bringing oh, back. Man, I was going back to Brixton for something, and then I had to go. And then I got a taxi from Brixton to Victoria. I got the train back to Brighton. It was about nine a.m. Got back about to hadn't been to sleep. Mrs. like just gave me the kids so we're like take these kids <laughs> and I was just oh. there, like not being to bed like just sort of sweating oh, <laughs> just, no. I just looked at myself in the mirror and was like you can't you can't do this you can't you have to yeah. stop <laughs> isn't that isn't that mm-hmm. a quiet man yeah, he's watching man. yeah I assume the kiss from that god you just reminded me I went to the uh, London Film Festival I met up with a couple of friends this is only a few years back and um Afterwards, the the consensus was that that beer must have been gone off, because I got a few of us got blackout drunk, and only had about like eight or nine drinks. But I lost, yeah, I lost about an hour after um, leaving the the bar and heading towards Charing Cross, and I or was it. I can't remember what tube it was I was actually to get to Charing Cross but I remember going up the escalator and, f- and basically falling down the escalator oh. and I couldn't pick myself up I couldn't oh. get right myself oh. and the escalator was going upwards and I remember some girl shouting help oh, God. and then I remember standing outside Charing Cross and Charing Cross was oh, closed God. and I was like wait a second I just left wherever it was at midnight and it's now like half two in the morning Charing Cross is gone and I've got to get like about 10 different oh, buses man. to get home. It was, oh my God. I I just thought like, this is how people get home. They fall into canals yeah. and they're like this. Oh, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened to me? But that was like one bad that one. Of many, many Lads, that's ones. what's happened to me. That Like basically that, uh, an accumulation of experiences like that across my life of just having really, really bad experiences after consuming a lot of drink the consuming of the drink might have been great crack like oh geez we had great time but it's it's after that is uh have uh, created some of the worst experiences of my life embarrassing experiences i also then get like incredibly like uh open with the world and start trying to set the world to rights with my phone oh no i just feel like (laughs) i wake up at like six in the morning and think oh christ quick delete delete what have i done Oh God! Yeah, let's. This is not the that original special edition because I do not see that same like ugly, um, ugly CGET at all. So what is this? Is that amalgamation? Maybe this is the the actual. But it looked at the beginning like it was. Definitely, they kept that uh, the interior of the alien ship. Um, that was an addition to special edition, but the rest of it has kind of been t- returned to its um. Original, well, original we'll, cut. We'll know if the the walkie talkies have been put in. Oh, good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this film is forty years old. Ah, oh, fuck off. Eighty-two, eighty-two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's January oh, right now. So it's yeah. 10, oh yeah, it's yeah, twenty twenty-two yeah. right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys do for New Year's, by the way? I didn't ask. Sorry. Oh, I same thing I do every year. Fell down an escalator at Charing Cross. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. Oh god, I, I hate New Year's. So um, I probably really uh, had an early night and just decided to. Well, no, I probably watched that Hogman is shit, which hey. which also they record in like October. <laughs> I hate it when people do that when they record yeah. something earlier than that. But you know what I probably did for my New Year's is I probably started a new um, New Year's tradition, which was uh, is still by Natasha Waugh. We did it. We did, Natasha came on and did oh, a yeah 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 did yeah. a audio commentary for when Harry met Sally, and she said she watches it every year on New Year's Eve. And I totally understand why it's it's a it's great, brilliant film. New Year's movie. It's like it's sad when you watch it now because their two friends are both dead. That's I, I mean. said the exact oh, same yeah. thing <laughs> that came up in the in a stream. <laughs> There's a running theme of me telling people who's dead in the film, and it just always bums people out for about a minute. I'm like, oh, his hey, child so just died recently. And so yeah. far in ET, has anyone is anyone dead? No, I, I don't think so. Still, everyone's still alive. Unfortunately, ET is still with us. Let me let me think. There's got to be somebody though. Is Peter Coyote still with us? No, he's dead. Ah, uh, uh, rest in peace. There we go. I watch um, like the Harry Potter movies with my kids, and it's amazing how many of them are dead. It's a real, really yeah, man. If you it's like um, the guy, uh, guy that Richard played, Harris. Richard Harris is dead. Alan Rickman, the guy that played oh, the yeah. Dursley, Vernon Dursley. Um, oh yeah, and that's any free people, but there is more. One of the one of some of the students. One of the students is dead. One, one of the, the kids. There was yeah. one of them was murdered. I recently I started at the weekends uh, watched half of a net, new Netflix movie um, World War Two film The Forgotten Battle is that it I'm not sure it's about Operation Mar- Market Garden mm. but in it um, there's a like you know a British fighter fighter squadron and one of the old grizzled captains in it is Draco Malfoy young Draco Malfoy is like played playing this kind of like war weary wrinkly um, <laughs> yeah and I went oh my god and I just realized how old I was because like in my head he's still you know squeaky Draco Malfoy some of those yeah some of those uh Harry Potter kids are in their 30s now yeah not not good actors a lot of them <laughs> it's still going I respect that <laughs> I respect the hustle <laughs> I respect the craft <laughs> I was trying to think who E.T. and Drag reminded me of. <laughs> does that, does that, does, this actually is a story about E.T. discovering his inner, you know, coming, his, his coming out story. Yeah. He's, he's now performing in Finger <laughs> Me. <laughs> what are they doing? I've forgotten what, what the point of... Oh, they're, they're, looking, they're trying to build a telephone for him, or yeah, he's yeah, he's been putting yeah, together yeah. pieces of machinery. Et Et phone home has been the kind of the Et the wants driving. to get on the CB radio. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> it's actually like it's interesting, isn't it? Like how they, do you reckon they was like how do we how do we how do we sell the idea that he's trying to phone people and like how does he get that idea? So he just watches it on the telly, and that's his. And that's the. It's that's not the no. He, that, it's also he's he when he was drinking after he was drinking he picked up a, a newspaper and there was a little comic book strip on there of a, uh, a spaceman abandoned on on the, on Mars or on on the moon whatever but and he makes he makes a radio and calls home he's it's literally help and he then he starts pulling uh, the pieces but here's together. the thing lads thematically E T and Elliot want the same thing they want to 
find home. And a four-sided table. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Does Elliot want to find home? But he's but he wants to find his I, father. He he doesn't feel at home in he this. Wants family. They he, they both want their family. Elliot's missing. Elliot wants his dad. That's what yeah. Elliot wants. He wants his family units cre- uh, uh, renewed and and temporarily. E.T. is kind of filling that space for him. Is there's a void in Elliot's life, and when it, it, and E.T. comes in with that fourth corner of the table, E.T. is for this his dad. Period. E.T. comes E.T. in. E.T. is like a stepdad, and he just has this. <laughs> He's a cool stepdad. A stepdad hiding in the cupboard. <laughs> this drag queen alien that he can look up to, and. That's all he needs. You're doing all right, son. <laughs> He's <laughs> sleeping in with uh, Elliot's mother, and yes. uh, they go out, they go out and date nice. And Caving <laughs> in. <laughs> you listen to your mother now, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the worst thing about well, ET, he's actually a drunk stepdad yeah he like is. he's it's like and just remember this is all based on uh spielberg processing his parents divorce <laughs> so et it's like uh, the the woman that or the the man that his uh mother had an affair with yeah touching him yeah. in a cupboard as you can see right now yeah <laughs> oh, God. Look, I'm not, i know i'm never going to be your dad but i just want you to know <laughs> i think we could really go and he's li- reading Peter Pan, which is obviously uh, thematically resonant for um, something. <laughs> Spielberg, I guess. Yeah, Look, for sure. That's my that's my favourite Spielberg movie. Spielberg. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come to fisticuffs. That's my no, least favourite. It's not good. There's that one really amazing scene where they come back and the kids have been kidnapped, and there's the hook, like the slash in the walls up the stairs, and they follow the you know the one when the parents come back. And like, yeah, everyone's screaming like they're, I don't know, the main. Because that's where it feels like it's an actual movie, but all the stuff with Never Neverland feels like a gaudy set or sound stage. It just feels really, um, yeah, like a theme park. And I, yeah. What you wanted a gritty, realistic Neverland, did you? Is that what you mean? Uh, I don't think they've ever done a real good Peter Pan, actually, when I think about it now. Is there one coming out? There's another one coming out. Probably. Uh, uh, well, like, I know they're going to keep making it, but I, I have a feeling I'll there's... be there day one. I got to see a new Peter Pan. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> there was the guy that did Beast of the Southern Wild. Oh, there's that thing. There's the guy that did Beast of the uh, Southern yeah. Wild. He did one uh, recently. Jo- Joe Wright. Whimsical twee sort of storytelling. Joe Wright yeah. did one. That Joe Wright did one. They've done a few of them. Yeah. There are no E.T., I'll tell you that. This is my Peter Pan. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's a lovely film. It really is. The the Disney cartoons about the only good... Uh, although, actually, I've seen that. I've watched that with my kids recently, and it's very racist. Oh, really? And that's where you enjoy it, isn't it? And that's what the bit I just showed that bit to my kid. There's a bit where an Irishman yells at a bunch of Italians. <laughs> it just really speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you had to dress up for uh, Halloween uh, in 2022 coming up, yeah. what okay. would you go as? Uh, oh, sorry, Did we already it. talk about this? Squid I think game. we already. 
<laughs> slutty vicar. The slutty vicar. I, I usually go as a bat because you can do a fit. Well, I usually do like this. You can you can tie two um two bin bags, one to each arm, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and just wear a black t shirt. And so you've transformed yourself into a bat. I went as uh, the um the kid from Halloween three that gets uh devoured by the pumpkin mask and all the little <laughs> bugs are coming out of him. Because I had like a zip-up grey hoodie and I had the, the same sort of like undershirt and I just got the mask and I just stuck a lot of um, plastic cockroaches to it and it was like sorted. Cool costume. <laughs> I went as uh, that moment in Ale and the thing where uh, the thing, uh, the thing, the thing clamps thing down on another guy. The thing in clamps down on another guy's head, this window's <laughs> head and he's flailing. So I've got like, and mannequin you attached went to my things. forehead. I went to exactly as a thing eating another thing, and uh, and I'm just flailing around with just with windows attached to my head. So that's what that's I'm, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't take. I just and I just threw it together in half an hour. Just it was amazing. Simply for uh, for this year, I'm gonna go buck naked, and I'm gonna be uh, Kyle Reese from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> go, going around windows inflatable balls <laughs> just kind of like put some sort of electrical you know fancy lights running through it chasing down tramps <laughs> trying to take their trousers off them <laughs> <laughs> happy halloween <laughs> what so, year is it <laughs> oh it's lovely californian sun yeah, it's beautiful isn't it it is it is beautiful you don't get that in ireland I wonder where this is shot, where this was shot, and what that place is like now. You know, this community. It's filmed in Cork, I think, wasn't it? It's Cork, yeah, oh yeah. This, is, this was the, the sunsets of my childhood, right here. Yeah, yeah. this looks like Mayfield. I bet this place is well, exactly about, the same. I'd say so. Nicer cars. Well, I don't know about cars. I, oh, we've got a cameo of um, Yoda coming up here as well. Yeah. Week, um, with Yoda. He's not a real person, Will. It's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I don't know about G, but uh, trick or treating really wasn't a thing for us growing up. It was something that we, we learned. Well, I learned it through films, and um, yeah. I don't know about you, Joe. Was it was it something? No, that you did? I've never been. I've never been trick or treating. I've taken my kids because it's quite big around where I am now. But it's it's Halloween in general. I think you, it has really started to catch on over the last five or so years here. I think, right? Oh, yeah. okay. It, it wasn't a thing in England when I was a kid, though. Then I went to Ireland, and it was like, oh, we're, we're what? We're bobbing for apples. We're wearing <laughs> plastic masks. We're going out and like egging the neighbours and. Yeah. So what about Halloween? But we did. We we, we always used to do like apple bobbing, like toffee apples, and all that sort of thing. And um, but yeah, trick or treating. Like there was a little bit, but not. But it's become much more a much more prevalent. Um, it's an, an Irish invention. It's one of the things that we've is given it? to the world. Is Halloween really? Oh mm-hmm. God! I just watched a um, a TikTok with um, oh God, what's his name? Sunderman. He's very very funny, and he was like uh, doing a riff on Irish people in America, which is like. Um, yeah, uh, Halloween. That's a that's an Irish thing. That's a we. That's one of our things, you know. Halloween. Yeah, though. Seriously, it's a it's from Ireland. Halloween. Yeah, you've not heard of it. Yeah, it's just like uh, riffing on the fact that every Irish person loves to tell everybody that Halloween is from Ireland. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. And all. Hey, hey. It's I just in, it's in the episode of that's coming out. Go on. I know because I've just found a fact. That's all. Go on. Keep going. Keep going. No. Oh no! No, he's got on the bike. He's on the bike. This is this is the scene. Actually, wait. That's a Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Just T Rex. Pterodactyl gets it. What? How does the ET music go? 
da, 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 da. Stop, it. Stop. stop it stop it stop it oh it's um da, 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 da. <laughs> that's an actual that's thing that um they say da, 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 da. yeah it used to be an old um uh, uh uh college game that we play which is like okay hum the theme to superman and yes and then you couldn't hum the theme to star wars hum the theme to indiana jones and no one could do the three of them back to back yeah, happened to me on a, in a quiz. Yeah, that was a quiz me. question. In a table quiz in college, they ah. someone someone said, "Oh, first person up here and first person up to the mic." I to hum smashed it. The theme to Superman. Um, uh, you know that was basically it. And I went up and I just went. Dead. I just did. Okay, I think, okay, Indiana okay, Jones. okay, okay. Couldn't Indiana Jones. Superman. Um. Uh, okay, I'll do Star Wars instead. Oh, you can do something. That's not Star Wars. That's the Imperial March. It's <laughs> part of fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Give me the Star Wars theme. Star Wars theme is um uh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! Can't do it. At least making his thing. Oh, remember I was saying about a Peter Pan film? That's why. Oh, sorry, why? Why I cut across you there? I knew there was a new Peter Pan film coming out. It's called Peter Pan and Wendy. But what's exciting is that it's uh, been directed by David Lowry, who did The Green Knight. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I'll see you there opening day, Kevin. I'll keep you a seat. I just feel really sorry for the mum in this bit. But she's, yeah. she, you know, she's lost, you know, she's going through a divorce, trying to keep these kids in check and everything, just having time to have a nice evening. It yeah. meant so much to her to see them going out in their costumes and stuff. And now I don't even think her. she's gone through a divorce. I think the dad has just skipped home with his He's mistress. just fucked off. He's just, yeah. yeah. She is really just ho- trying her best to hold it together. She really is. Yeah. I mean, she looks fantastic. I remember. I remember that. I think that was a. I was watched this as a teenager. So much smoke machine use using this. Well, yeah. You, you watched as a teenager. I know, watched what? as a teenager, and, and and I was quite taken with the mum. I was. Eighties um, mum is a milf. Same. <laughs> same. I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah, she's a. She seems lovely. Yeah. Eighties mum. Eighties mum can cool, get that. it. The, the the suits the suits Lads, coming up to the house it's class ET, it's a mum in it oh my god oh, oh, you know. that's fit mum have you seen ET's fit mum she's a riot <laughs> fit ET's mum on Halloween proper dirt that's actually what I'm dressing up as a Halloween as ET's mum looking <laughs> in the, the leopard uh. the leopard print easy costume mm. <laughs> I <hope> so <laughs> And then you're just going to have that really awkward moment where someone approaches you in a in a house party. You go, so E.T.'s mum, eh? Mm. <laughs> 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 Are you taken? <laughs> yes, my husband just ran off to Mexico, actually. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Cujo with E.T.'s mum in it? No, no, I've never yeah. seen that. It's very good. good. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's half good. She's brilliant in it. But if you want to see a, a, a real performance from her uh, where she's playing a mother that's coming apart, uh, it's that one where she's trapped in a car with her son who's very high strung and they're being um, harassed by a massive dog and they can't get out and they're baking inside in the car. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's really good. But it, it, this half of it is sort of melodrama, which is not so good. 
And she's also she's the mom in Critters. Oh, I was wondering if it was the Howling or was it Critters. Yeah, okay. She's a great actress. She's in the Howling. She is in the Howling. Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah. She's still alive. Please say she's still alive. <laughs> yes, she is. Thank God. No, as she's of, not. As she's of not. 20... She's no, not. she's still alive. She is no, still alive. No, I'm just giving two options so I can cut it in <laughs> no. after. <laughs> no, she is still alive. I'm just looking at her Wikipedia. Whenever we do Podbot, it's uh, it's always like that. Well, you've been on the episode, uh, Joe. Yeah. It's like we will try to preempt what Podbot's going to say. So be like, Podbot, who's right? And both of us will be like, oh, oh yeah, thanks, Podbot. <laughs> <Just so we can. laughs> but I really, I heard Podbot when we were speaking. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? That's Will throwing his voice. Nah. Um, oh, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Shagath. Ah. <sighs> How's this fucking phone supposed to work then? Is he, they haven't really shown us anything. They've just shown us. It's like he's a got walkie-talkie. A, it's just like he's got a little, there's a sharp bit and there's a little plastic toy and. And an umbrella. And a little umbrella. I'm just like, I know that the note you would get these days would be like, well, I just like, how does the, how does the phone work? And <laughs> should we understand a bit more about E.T.'s plan and, and like how it, why it doesn't work why doesn't it work this time and all you know <laughs> fucking nice oh man that is yeah that's the that's only exactly notes it. I like come in 50s nah <laughs> 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 uh, whenever he that's touches a very the big boy, hand yeah <laughs> look at his face wow <laughs> But uh, you see, we're watching this without the music. The music is so vital. Like, what's that? Um, what's that? That guy in scary movies got sort of the deformed hand, and it's like, <laughs> are you a rat child? Yeah. I don't know if people realize, but um, there's a the episode with Pierce where you said that you cameoed in your film <laughs> as a theme park or as a. Yeah. Arcade guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took arcade music and I took the scene from <laughs> Scary Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just dropped it in as if it was you. As if it was me, yeah. God is in his holy temple. <laughs> but, but and my then, mate Dean Lines. He thought it was me. He thought it was you. He's like, oh, fucking Jesus. hell. <laughs> oh no oh god oh god Love oh it. god yeah that just reminds me i'm gonna to have to play and with my one remaining episode i'm gonna to have to prank you in that episode and um put something in that's um what's the damning. remaining episode i'm still editing who done it oh mm, okay oh no it's out i finished editing it yeah. i'm just <laughs> editing the special edition <laughs> we're going to release for the dvd box set <laughs> <laughs> It's the one I'm more like I do as a parent. No, I do sympathize with D, D. Wallace's character. Like you know, oh, she is fucking so like if a child lost, and now she's learning. There's a little. There's an alien in inverted commas living in her house the whole fucking time. If you what if you told this film from the point of view of D. Wallace's Look at her uh, character. It's a pure horror film. It really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? I was in the yeah. woods with that little man. Oh my God. And, now, and this is the first act. This is like the first act of that film. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. where's He's this little fucking the- man? <laughs> I'm going to kill him. You He's know? been in the cupboard, mum. 
He's been in the cupboard the whole time. There you go. <laughs> he's bald. He's got a big finger. <laughs> Drinks. Makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, we got drunk together. He dresses, oh, up, as, he dresses yeah. up as an old lady. He dresses up as an old lady. Made me kiss a girl in class. <laughs> he made me fly high, man. <laughs> high. We, was, we got so high together, you wouldn't <laughs> In the woods. In the, in the woods. fucking woods. <laughs> and and he's and we're out there waiting for his friends to come along. Uh, friends to come. We've all been there. Oh boy. This is such no, a cool sequence. It really is. So I think I think I read one of the, a little snippet of the Wikipedia thing. The whole bike chase. Maybe I'm wrong. Was something that was one of the early ideas that that stayed from the John Sales draft. The when it was a different, the, mm, the horror, yeah, script. But it's so cool. I think it's it shot so well. And Stranger Things. This film is ripping off Stranger Things. Actually, in many ways. <laughs> it really is. It's like, ugh, get your own ideas, guys. It's, it's like this is a really unoriginal copy of. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's playing on nostalgia. Look, I know this came first, but it just doesn't play anymore. So you know, this is this is this is a particularly uh, uh, horrible view of ET coming up in a minute, where he looks like a he looks a like a white dog turd. I was just yes. about to say it. <laughs> Awful. You don't really see white dog turds anymore. You don't see them anymore. Oh. And, and, oh. It's awful. Oh, he's like, like it he's is skinned. This looks like Mare of Easton. It does look And good. raccoons are at him. Raccoons no, are at him. Oh, oh I never saw that before. That's mm. a CGI raccoon. The um <laughs> He just looks like he's made out of shrimp paste or something. You oh, just want yeah. Oh, poor E.T. But it has it has the the effects and it like the effect was it you really did feel worried for him. You did really you did. feel like it was like oh he is Yo, fucking dying. Yeah, because this was the eighties where they didn't give a fuck what way uh, a film played for a kid. Like yeah, traumatized little bastards. Yeah, yeah they killed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah E.T.'s dead. The rest of the films, the rest of the funeral. <laughs> That's oh, life, this, kids. That's fucking life. Sometimes your best friend dies. Get a job. <laughs> Gets eaten by a raccoon. <laughs> the scariest scene, I think, is coming up, which is when they they when they come into the house. Oh, no, this when all the this like the fucking government men are just like, yeah, where he feels really invasive. My God, uh, talcum powder, et talcum. <laughs> oh, it's like me after a party in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> That's me at New Year's. <laughs> it was worth it. Oh, had a few too many carlings. Fell down at Charing Cross. <laughs> Help him. Delete my pictures. <laughs> I did a tweet thread at 4 a.m. about the industry. <laughs> oh, shut up. That sounds pointed now. Oh, let's see. You're having a laugh there, and I'm just getting caught up in in, in ET's peril. No, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm with I'm with D Wallace all the way in this. I'm like going, Jesus, get the kids out. Oh yeah, right, so you take what? them out straight to what? the kitchen. Grab a knife and go back. Uh, to I'm with. <laughs> ah, yeah, finish him off. Cut I'm his throat. ET. Yeah. I'm with Spielberg. 
see, this is oh, it's so funny. They're in actual spaces. Probably <laughs> <laughs> like NASA on the side and everything. Hey, for one uh, Halloween, uh, we went as astronauts, but we made our own costumes. Ah, that was your amazing avatar for a long time. Yeah, for years. Yeah, I actually nearly would go back. We made them from scratch, all of them. We made five of them, and we were uh, an astronaut team, and it was the best. We spent about two weeks making them, and uh, that'd be so hot though to be stuck in that all night. It was class. It was class. Loved it. Couldn't drink anything. Couldn't. Oh, we could drink, yeah. We created little drink um, little drink hatches for ourselves. There you are. <laughs> it's the lads. <laughs> Sambuka. It's Daft Punk. <laughs> I was about to say that as well. Fucky. <laughs> we need to script these things. You're treading on my line. Pressurized breathing. <laughs> Does it, this film hold up? It, it, does. Does, it really holds up, yeah. Yeah. Does it? Hello. <laughs> I'm going to say these spacesuits are a little silly. I remember them not being the fact that they've got them in actual NASA spacesuits. I don't think they. I, I don't think they. I think they would be in. You know. No. But, are you saying this film doesn't hold up, Kevin? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm not saying that at all. This film oh, is right. perfect. Yeah. I know they're bringing in a, a plate end. Mm. <laughs> soft play. It's a soft play. <laughs> no, it's... Um, for break oh, time. It's a... Oh, God. It's zor- is it zorbing. Oh, shit, what's it called? Yeah, zorbing. Zorbing, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very Jurassic Park little... It so is, isn't it? It's like the, the Velociraptor bit at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine Spielberg that. loves a guy with a, with a welding in the background. A background welder. That's... Uh, who That's doesn't want word. a background welder? In all my Zoom meetings, I try and get a background welder going on. I always love police cars with the sirens going, the little red and blue lights going. Yeah. And the sounds they make in every film, like, you know, just by the tone of the, the siren that the scene is okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, safety. When everything's fine. When woo woo, it's like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's all, it's all okay. But then, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm seeing these lads going through this tunnel and I'm just imagining the lads at the outside. If it was my son, we'd just be punching him. <laughs> they would just be shoving him and just trying to make him fall over. <laughs> fuck off guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have to go in and look at the alien for fuck's sake. My keys are jangling. <laughs> QT, RIP. <laughs> sort of grooming Drew Barrymore sort of taking lice out of her hair yeah prodding and just psychiatrist did I ever oh, build yeah. anything or write anything don't know you're a liar Mike he communicates through Elliot it's yeah. crazy that we haven't had a sequel I mean I'm glad I'm really glad we didn't but in this era where oh god actually if Spielberg dies where he's going to at some stage they're just gonna fucking raid his back catalogue it it's gonna be like yeah this we're bringing in David Lowry to do Jaws again we're bringing in mm. Edgar Wright to do E.T. it'll just be oh my god they might make a fourth Indiana Jones film that'd be terrible <laughs> the pictures of the fifth one are really bizarre I don't know what that story is I haven't seen like a time, anything. time travel thing or something I read the other day yep looks like you Oh my god! They have all guys in uh, uh, like Roman costumes, like in a rowboat. What? Yeah. Really? 
Oh, yeah. what? Maybe she's Spoilers. going to a stag do. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> the Maybe he's on a film set. Maybe he's on a film set. He's going to have a Oh, it could be, actually. That's quite true. So, Kieran Foy in uh, the episode on child stars and protagonists, he mentioned the the sequence that comes after this where E.T. dies. And I thought it was a really fascinating way of pointing out how brilliant Henry Thomas is in his performance where all in one take he's playing all these different levels, all these different emotions. He was a spectacular little child actor. He's still going, mm-hmm. isn't he? He is. Yeah. He's he does a lot in, with Mike Flanagan, though. I was going to say, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, famously a big fan of The Ritual. Just throwing that in there. Really? <laughs> he tweeted that he liked it. <laughs> big fan. I liked it. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what I can get. That <laughs> uh, is good. Great monster in that. A great monster. I designed that myself, <laughs> I think it was the same team that did the Monsters and Grabbers, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, the same visual effects team, I believe. Oh. But I don't know who did the concept art or, or how much came from the book. Yeah, it's a guy called Keith, Ed, Keith Edwards or Keith... Um, God, I can't remember. I've met him. Yeah, Keith. Keith something. You know, Keith. Oh, my God. You're so busy. I don't know how you keep uh, in your head who you've met and what you've worked on. I don't it's easy for me. I just have to remember, remember Grabbers. <laughs> Lads, we've been saying R.I.P. Peter um, uh, Peter Coyote this whole time. No, and he's still he's still alive. That son of a bitch. He's, <laughs> he's eighty. He's he was, eighty. We he let was it alive as of October twenty twenty one. Why did we think he was dead? He was. Uh... He might be like. It was Will. Um, Will said R.I.P. and I just went along with it. Peter oh God! Coyote. I got him mixed up with someone else. <laughs> Will, it was right. me. I said it. Did you? <laughs> yes. But in my head, I went a lot. But I, I was convinced of it too. I was like, "Oh yeah, he, he died yeah, yeah, the last few years." I mean, it's a great name. Is that his real name, Jack? Or is he? No, his real name is Dave. <laughs> Dave Raccoon. And he, you know, well, I'll tell you. You know, he was born Robert Peter Cohan. Uh, that was his actual ah. name. Yeah, Cohan. Mm-hmm. Love that. It's not Cohan. Colon, no, colon. That's what it is. No, oh, it's colon. colon. <laughs> yeah, colon. All right, I don't know why you changed it. He didn't want to be known as an arsehole. Uh-huh. Is this the good? Is this his good acting bit? This is. This... No, it's when Et is is dead and he's in the um the, the little uh, choir chamber thing or, or the coffin thing, okay. the casket. I'll be right here. That's a callback later. Stay. Stay. Go. No. Come. <laughs> Whatever he says. I do think um, that this was, because I watched this, they released this film on video, and that's kind of the first time I saw it. They released it like quite late. Like they released this maybe well over 10 years later on video. And, so you uh, had to what? Remember you were talking about a film that was... Um, out in 1980 oh I can't remember now never mind but the E.T. was still playing in the cinema oh I think I think when I, I as a very young child I saw it in the cinema when it first came out so it was but I never releasing it so yeah on VHS like a decade later Crazy. or less than a decade later that's when I actually first saw it 
And when it came to the end of the film, I remember just being in floods of tears and it was the first time I ever cried at a film. And I remember just going, whoa, what is what is that? Like, you know, well, should I be crying at a film? Like, you know, what the hell? But uh, <laughs> wow. yeah. I have no memory of the first time I've seen this or saw this. I don't know when I first saw it, but it always gets me every time I do. Uh, always get choked up at the end because it's so beautifully earnest and and... Not tonight, Kevin, thanks to us. <laughs> you might never get choked up with this again. <laughs> we've reframed we've reframed all of the characters and particularly E. T. to be a little bit more sinister and pedophile. <laughs> I don't remember any of this bit. I don't remember. Uh, visual storytelling. It's oh. great. That's very economic. That's great. Isn't it? E- the economy of this bloody script is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's really busy now. Like, I wonder... No, this is just one of those things. Like, you know the way... When does that idea... How You know the way we're talking about how econ- economic it is. I wonder when that the, those ideas came in like you know was it in the script mm. did they have that like you know like along the drafts oh and in actual fact we can just use this and this plays in together it obviously has to be before editing because they shot the thing I yeah. think once um, you get into that zone of just being creatively inspired by something then it's just ideas are just coming at you from all angles and Spielberg is one of those people that he will just take a good idea from someone else and he'll give them credit for it mm. he doesn't have any sort of um he he's very free with acknowledging that somebody else suggested we do this or what have you but you know the man is just a, he's built to be a filmmaker oh yeah it's all sort of I reckon it, was, it probably sort of you do different like washes over it don't you like I've, it, the, the key thing would have been to that they probably would have been like okay, it's like a, it's a it's a film about a boy and an alien and they become friends and then at some point someone has the idea about that sort of the connection between them. And if it's actually like a physical connection, you know, that whole idea that they're kind of, they can think they're, you know, they, they, they can sort of control each other or their, their health is sort of connected. And then I think you get the stuff like the flowers is like a visual metaphor or all those other little details that probably mm-hmm. come in. I don't know. I have no idea, but I would imagine. That's the way later part. on as it's a, yeah, accumulation of just like, and then that could happen. Yes, yeah, because that, that stuff usually comes from like, you've got a problem, right? In the scripture, like, how do we show this happening? How do yeah. we, show, and then you're like, oh, what if some flowers came back to life? And then, oh shit, we could use it at that point and we could use it there. And then that's the idea of anything, how these things happen with like just time and like, yeah. But look, look, he's he's not shying away from showing this. He's making this a major moment and he's showing it for all of its horror and, uh, you believe that this is the end of E.T. You do, yeah. The way and it's been so... I just noticed that Elliot hugged his mom, which is the first time we've seen him do that in a whole movie. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, the, the, so they've been kind of unified for the first time. Is he's a hugely manipulative, emotionally manipulative filmmaker in like a good way. But I remember like watching him talk about Jaws and he's like, his like desire, he's like, I can get one more jump scare. He's like, I know I can fuck up the audience one more time. And then they, they filmed that Ben Gardner severed head in the swimming pool. And that was all about like a desire just to manipulate the audience into a scare. And I think like, I think like Spielberg would have been like relishing the idea of making people cry and be like, mm-hmm. well, how can I make them cry more? <laughs> And make this as sad as do you, possible. Do you ever cry when you're writing? When you're writing something? No, I don't. 
to you. <laughs> Sometimes because it's you so heartless, <laughs> you heartless, soulless, cynical so, bastard. So tired sometimes. I don't <laughs> know how you cry do when it. I read the notes. <laughs> oh, God. well, I like. I think I did say on a podcast in one of the episodes. I definitely have in different episodes where you not episode, but scenes where you come to a moment you go, "Oh shit, this is fucking heavy," and uh, and it, and it hits me. But it's a good sign when it's. I always go if I'm having that reaction something's working here you know 80 yeah. percent of it might be crap but i i've i've tapped onto something that's you know tapped into something that's really yeah. working and yeah um but you talk about being spielberg being uh kind of like a good manipulator of emotions and i yeah the, the right word is he's a good you know he's a he's a good manipulator there's you can egg this you can do this so poorly you could really right. make it really mac and me yeah, yeah. Or like Marley and me, you know, going that way as well. Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Where it's just like, no, 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 no. You've just overwritten this and you've overshot this and you've overplayed this. He's going, I think he's going for the brutality, as you were saying, Kevin. In this scene, there's a kind of a, it's horrific, all of the the medical devices attached to him and the pumping of the, you know, it's brutal. It's not fluffy and, and soft. Everyone's it's sad that he's dying. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's harsh, I think. Um, in a good way, but he knows that Et's going to come back from this, so he's like, "I've got to, I've got to hurt them in order to heal them." Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first saw this because I, I, I only got this far when I was about, I was old enough to remember, and I remember the sense of elation when that light starts glowing inside the, the whatever the the airtight tube they have them in or coffin they have them in. Later period Spielberg. So from the 2000s onwards, what do you reckon? Is he still the master? Is he still yeah. the guy where you have to see a new Spielberg film? Like you, you anticipate it like... I think so. There's a, there's a great, there's a podcast called um, 21st Century Spielberg with this uh, Chris Evangelista, this uh, film critic for Slash Film. Um, he does it. It's great, and he, he goes through the film, film by film. And I think there's a def- I think there's a real argument that they're like he get he has like a sort of second um, peak, I suppose. Like you, obviously, there's the classic sort of you know, there's Jaws and there's Raiders and there's ET and that sort of period of like seventies, eighties. But in the, but then he you know he goes on another run, starting kind of like I guess AI. But there's a sort of Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report, Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good one. Those those four are quite good. War of Not the, the Worlds, the Terminal is good. great. War of the Worlds is no. brilliant. There's the, the Bridge of Spies. I think is really good. There's, I enjoyed yes. that, but it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a Spielberg movie. It just feels like a that that to me feels like a like a Ron Howard movie. Well, I think it feels like he's evolved as a filmmaker, which I was which I was no, He's not just doing the same thing, and they all look very. Hot. I mean, I don't love West Side like, Story. Yeah. Looks pretty um, lush. Yeah, it does. It does look quite. Yeah, the trailer was pretty. Was pretty cool. But it's that sort of. That was Yanis Kaminsky of it all. Like the the very sort of. Mm-hmm. I wish he would Lincoln. Shoot. I wish he would. Yeah. I wish he would shoot with somebody else. To be honest, I kind of do too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sort yeah. of a bit over this this washed out, bluey, steely look. Yeah, we've had it for twenty years now, lads. Imagine yeah. twenty years. Yeah. Oh at, no, thirty years. Sorry, at, almost thirty years. Look at ET. Look how warm and rich and and. The flesh tones are so just it just feels really inviting. There's a there's a coldness to all the Janusz Kaminski movies. 
Yeah, they are cold. That's true. Yeah, they really are. And it's sort of all about the light streaming through the window and this, you can see like see the character's breath almost and stuff. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we, we did get in that era, we got, we did get Catch Me If You Can, which is fantastic. Yeah. I must rewatch Munich because everyone adores Munich. I and Munich. I, I, and I, Munich is special, but Munich is flawed. I have to go back and have a revisit of that one. Um, and I think Lincoln is actually class. Um, so there's a lot of really good films since in the 2000s. Yeah, a lot of really good films. I say even Private Ryan was only 90. There we go. This is the moment. This is the moment, yeah. So watch the, the different gear changes of, of Henry Thomas here. Everybody be quiet. Just take it in. Okay, Henry. And okay. <laughs> No, but it's it's a it is a great performance for a child because Kieran was brilliant. saying, yeah. you know, usually when you're directing a child, they'll come in having prepared for the scene, and they'll come in at the level of what the scene expects of them. So if they're sad, they're going to come in sad. If they're angry, they're going to come in angry, and they're going to mm. play that note. But in this, he has to play multiple notes. He's got to go through a real broad spectrum of of emotions and reactions and and awareness and what have you and it's a very mature performance for a child mm-hmm. it's fantastic can't do that zip out of his fucking <laughs> do another take another take Henry's fucked up the zip <laughs> you know did you have you heard of this his next film the the Fablemans who's next it's film? like about Spielberg's. his family isn't it Spielberg's yeah. next film is called what? S- semi, uh, f- uh, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing it right, The Fablemans. So it's a semi-autobiographical coming-of-age drama film directed by uh, Spielberg and and he co-wrote it with Tony Kushner. Oh, okay. He's a great uh, writer, Tony Kushner. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that Angels so, in America he did? And did he not do did he not do Lincoln as well? I believe he did. Yeah. He did. He did yeah. yeah, he did Lincoln as well. So I was looking at uh, all of Spielberg's filmography from in the 2000s. AI, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, and The Terminal is a bit of a blip, right? But those three, AI, ter- uh, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, are fantastic. Blip, Terminal, World Wars is at least interesting and is it's still entertaining. I think it's great. Munich is still very good. Crystal Skull, of course, is, you know, a disappointment. What's that? You know, exactly. <laughs> and then one I really liked, actually, that I think wasn't... BFG. Tintin. Tintin. Tintin, it's great. Tintin's um, really good. I've never really and, watched Tintin. I, I sort It's of, good. Yeah, I'm sure. And another one I liked that really got kind of like bashed was Warhorse. I really liked Warhorse. No, no, no. I like this. It's definitely good as well. That to me is just too sentimental and maudlin. And, uh, I think he he's doing it on purpose. I think he's intentionally doing it. I don't fucking care. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Richard Spies, BFG, The Post, Ready Player One, West Side Story, and now Fablemans. Oh, Ready Player One was a... Oh. That was bad. It's a lot of CG, a lot of swishy um, CG stuff. And he said it was his toughest one film to shoot. Really? <laughs> yeah, he said it was. he found it very, very challenging because he had to learn all of the CG stuff. He to, it's a whole new, it was a whole new kind of discipline for him. It's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this video. Oh, it's so <laughs> brilliant. It and that music just kicks in yeah. and just lifts it all up. Yeah. 
it's a great it's a great gag this whole thing of the tube being pulled behind them yeah. it's uh it's so clever like you know it's just how <laughs> keep, cool it is keeping his flat cap yeah baseball cap speakers and that's um and Banaclava dude he's actually he, he had a, a pretty big career that kid the third one really yeah hmm. If you've got IMDb there, I bet you'll be able to, to see. Oh, hold on, I'm going to have to... I've done so, many, so much clicking now, looking at his career. Um, but I will look. I love writing these kind of scenes. Not that anyone would ever know. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I hate writing big action scenes. Absolutely oh, detest them. I love them. I love them. Oh, they're a pain in the hole. Yeah, I don't like them at all. Gunfights and action. Well, scenes. you know, Joe, if you want to take a step back and let somebody else <laughs> have a go, <laughs> I never really confirmed. Know. Gotham is confirmed for being a, a, <laughs> a detective we're, show we're, where everyone just walks into the room and says, uh, "It's him." We're too sophisticated for action sequences. And, uh, <laughs> it's just they're a chore. They're a chore. It's like it's like a head. It's like okay, this shot, this shot, this shot, and uh, it's like where is everyone? They're over here. They're over I guess here. if you've got a head for it, you don't. You know, it's just like yeah. Well, that's uh, probably it. You know, you run out of just you run out of adjectives, man. You run out of ways of describing <laughs> guns going off, and then and you know that the director's going to fucking change it anyway. Like you, yeah, like, whatever you write isn't going to be a fucking thing. exactly. That's <laughs> the point. It's just it's just a placeholder. It's yeah. just a placeholder. So that's all it is. That's great. I remember being on set for Grabbers, um, and the first scene that I wrote that involved the sort of the, the conceit of the movie, sort of uh, really coming to the fore, and me realizing, oh, this is going to work. This is going to be so much fun. Was when the female police officer is drunk and she's getting behind the wheel of the the police jeep, and she's trying to get away, but she's so drunk that she reverses towards the monster and then into a tree and it's all hell breaks loose it's pandemonium within the car and I was like this is my favourite sequence action sequence in the movie Mm. and on set and it got cut (laughs) and I remember the director and a a couple of the the producers like looking at me to see if I registered what was happening and not having time to actually talk about it and me just realising that there was eyes on me to see how I was going to react and just having to just bottle up this complete like disappointment of oh we've just lost one of the best moments that was going to be in the movie and yeah, so it got cut from got, being filmed got cut from being filmed because they didn't have time to to change the jeep it was a stationary jeep and they needed to have one that could move and so the scene became she couldn't start the car and yeah. I was like oh good god that is like uh, you would never write that in the script unless you're just giving yeah. up at that stage. You'd come up with something more inventive and that became the solution. I was like, in the cinema when we were watching the film and that moment's coming up and the drunk guard gets behind the police uh, wheel and you feel the audience move forward and then she turns the, the key and the, the, the engine won't start and you just feel all the audience just go like, ugh. Those are the moments that I love about, you know, working in the film business and just like dreams coming true. <laughs> Does that happen with the animation world? Is that like, is there like the equivalent of like, obviously not on the day, but 
you know. Scenes getting shot, scenes getting cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it does happen. It, well, it only happens when you know you're. It happened to us on um, Song of the Sea where, where the budget just didn't have the budget to do like X scene and that scene. They just felt because what can we cut? And just we can cut that scene. And and I, it's not until late in the day you go, oh, you've cut that scene. Oh my god. Um, but it happens, I think, in the equivalent of like say when the when the script goes into storyboard process and goes through massive changes. Well, not massive changes, but things can get changed in the storyboard process that um, that you don't that you mightn't be privy to until you actually yeah, yeah. see a, a, an animatic you go what did you do <laughs> what, um, what decision was that and um which what you know you've enough time again it's not on the day it's not a shock and you can have a discussion um whereas do you prefer live action. writing for animation or writing live action because you've done both i've done both uh i i i i enjoy the safety of animation because at least you have time to discuss all the decisions mm-hmm. yeah. there's no such thing there's no such thing as a shock as you were just describing a, a thing on the day a variable on the day where we yeah. can't do the scene it's now. raining or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. so generally what like a timed art so yeah so i feel like you know yeah i feel like it's making doing something live action is a bit scarier um but i i would love to i, I want to do more live action stuff and i have been writing more live action stuff because i'd like to get on the get in that world again but um yeah i just i enjoy the process of animation you know it's very collaborative and um but here's the yeah shotguns yeah, sure, yeah. shotguns oh we've so we are watching the original cut then it's just one extra scene and it's one it's it definitely just an extra scene insane that he felt the need to it changes it it, it it holds up so well i don't know yeah <laughs> But it was when he had kids, he just felt softened, or he just. I've got kids. Like, I don't give. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't even cry when you write. You don't even have a heart. No, you've seen my stuff. I didn't know it's not that sad. <laughs> the worst scene that I ever had. Um... I saw a boy. I was in floods. <laughs> <laughs> so were the critics. <laughs> the um, um, the worst scene I ever had cut out was that the only scene that really really bothered me was this in um, I wrote this film called My Days of Mercy which, is, which no one's ever seen but there was a bit the, the concept was basically these two girls that meet each other outside of um, different death penalties different prisons when someone's getting executed and one of them's in a sort of anti-death penalty protester and one of them's like sort of pro-death penalty group and they keep bumping into each other and there's one scene where um, the girl who's in the anti-death penalty group finds out that this guy that they were going to go and protest outside his execution they find out that he's been let off at the last minute and has been given a stay of execution isn't going to be put to death and you see that she's really gutted because she actually just now wants to see this girl that she meets outside of these different things yeah yeah and i think that scene i genuinely would would have like explained a lot about how the film wasn't really so much about the politics or blah, blah, it was all about the emotion and their relationship and stuff. Anyway, I, I, that, that, that's the only one that's really bothered me out of all the deleted scenes I've had to do. I think that would generally would have made the film a lot better. Oh God. And that was Elliot Page and he was Ellen Page at the time. And now he changed his name to Elliot because I, and I'm pretty sure this is true because I think he's a massive ET fan. Are you serious? Well, so really? Based on- I, th- oh. I, th- I don't want to get it wrong. I mean, like, offensive, but I think oh. that's right because I think he definitely has a Chris Evangelista. Yeah. You know, write it up for slash film. Yeah, write it up. Chris. Uh-huh. No, I think he has a. I think he has a tattoo. I think he has an ET phone home tattoo, and I wow. think maybe that's why. But I don't. And like, we're pretty much where the, the, the alien ship has landed. We are. That's C- where. Thomas Howell. That's the name of the the other kid. 
Oh, okay, the one with the who, balaclava. Yeah, who was also in uh, The Outsiders. I wanted to mention when we had the the, the bike chase stuff uh, around the um, the around the neighborhood. I love it still. The energy of those shots, the 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 camera, like you know, tracking alongside them as the the bikes go down those kind of like ramps, dirt ramps. Fantastic. Mm. It's great, and it's not like it's it's all sort of quite slick camera moves. It's not like shaky, and it's not edited particularly quickly. They're just they're quite fluid. They're fluid, long yeah. takes. They're quite- yeah, but there's just a beautiful kinetic energy in the shot itself. Yeah, the geography is really clear. Mm-hmm. And here we have the. I was in bits, right. 11, 12 years oh. of age, watching all this. I was just bits, 21, 22, watching this. I showed this to my wife, who'd never watched it. And I made the fatal error of showing her the special edition with the CGET oh. and the longer scenes. And she really disliked the whole film. She thought Elliot was irritating. Oh and, my, um, don't don't yeah. put her on blast like that. Get dentrets. <laughs> but I think, but I genuinely think it was because it was a, because the special edition. It really just killed the space, the, the pace of the film. And yeah, yeah. I really think it, it screwed this up is the such experience. a beautiful ending. It is, and I mentioned it on the episode uh, with Kieran. It's got one of my favorite end shots to a movie. Mm. Final image. We'll see it here in a second, but this beautiful little final goodbye between E.T. and Elliot come. And this is the arc of Elliot. Stay. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And E.T. I don't care that you can see his heart. Is saying, what the message he gives to him is that it hurts. Oh, gosh. I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Uh, it's happening, lads. <laughs> That's great. And they have a hug. It's so beautiful. No, look at the veins <laughs> and the neck. <laughs> Oh, oh, so don't rude. It is like he is like chorizo sausage. Oh, it's like hugging a pepperoni. Et is too messing. Too messing. No, translucent. He just bites into Elliot's neck, <laughs> drags him into the ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Tickling his little back. Kuchikuchiku. Come with me, <laughs> Is this the scene Tim Burton was thinking of when he had the the, the idea from Mars Attacks? It's like, you know, we come in peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that film in so many years. I'd love to go back and revisit it. Uh, it's great fun. It. It's great fun. Yeah. He's giving him the finger. The oh, middle finger. <laughs> the music, lads. We're not hearing the music here. But the music is fucking doing it all. It's very Disney-esque. It's, it, it, I think it's actually, um, I think it's actually when you wish upon a star is actually in there. Yeah. Is that from yeah, Pinocchio? It's, there's, uh, um, yeah, no, it's from. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's yeah, Pinocchio but, actually. Yeah. Pinocchio. <laughs> More Italians, Kevin. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> a wooden boy. I'm looking forward to Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt playing an Italian. Uh yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What? Where? Playing Mario. Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Mario. Oh my god! In an, an animated version of the film. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh dear. Oh he's, wow. He's Italian fishing. 
Who's Luigi? Luigi. Oh, Wesley Snipes. The plumber's boy. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably fucking that that Josh Gad. I think it's like I think it might be Zach Galifianakis or something. I don't know. It's like, or maybe he's Bowser. Anyway, here's the are the dogs looking at the dogs like. <laughs> it's the music. The music's doing all the work here in the scene. Jesus Christ, John Williams. Yeah. Just see, I'm going, I'm just turning it up in my own head. I, I can oh, hear yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> The sphincters closes around his So that was it. I really enjoyed it. And we never found out what ET meant. You never find out what ET means. What the fuck is that? That's it. My my alien it. <laughs> you think they would have? Et would have actually told, and it's a rainbow. Uh, <laughs> of oh, course, because it's pride. Uh, he... Yeah, he's off to his drag queen planet. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. You... Beautiful final image, and that hard cut where you realise it's all been about Elliot. Such a beautiful image. Great red hoodie and great music. costume design. Oh yeah! I just turned the music up for that moment. <laughs> Fucking amazing! For Kevin, I, for Kevin, listen. If you if you didn't know it was all about Elliot, you obviously really yeah. Do you remember when uh, the was it the Force Awakens? The Force Awakens has that moment where um, Daisy Ridley goes and sees Mark Hamill, and she holds up yeah. the lightsaber, and you have the opportunity to just cut on that moment where it's mm-hmm. her face, and instead he does that really awkward helicopter shot. To end oh, the movie, yeah, 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 yeah. It should have just stayed on her face. It was, yeah, yeah it was, just, it was begging to cut right there. It was stay just begging. on the face. Stories yeah. are about a character. It's all about one person, for yeah. the most part. And so the, you should have stayed on her face. Et created by Carlo Rambandi. Rambandi. Yeah, he did a really a gruesome. Yeah, you really film. screwed the pooch on that one, Carlo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that up. This is the most controversial see, opinion ever. We should see <laughs> possession. I'm sorry, location services called Dick Vane. <laughs> Janice Prober. Oh, Prober. Patty Rumpf. Who are the, who are these fucking degenerates working on this movie? Sorry, John Fleckenstein. Dick Vane. <laughs> That's. I'm sorry. That's William no. T. Garden. Fucking hell. Let's go. Leslie Butcher. All right. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. Discreet their memory. They were, they were all dead. <laughs> they were all dead. Everyone died. Adrian Lick. Lick. Oh, I thought that was something rude. It's not Lick Lider. Lick Litter. This. I'm sorry. There's quite a lot of rude names in this in this credits. More than I think you would expect from most films. Ben Burt's in there. Ben Burt. E.T.'s voice design. Karen Baldi. He worked on Alien. He worked on King Kong, the remake of King Kong. He did Close Encounters. Yeah, he, uh, he he's regarded as a as a, a bit of a legend. But he yeah. also did um, Possession, which is I uh, got a really horrendous, in a good way, monster. Which, which possession? What's Possession again? Just remind me. I'm possession blank. is the one with Sam Neill. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, it's nineteen eighty. Oh, oh God! Jeez, I'm just completely having a brain fart here. But I know the film you're on about. Yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's, it's very um, crazy. Isabella Adjani, uh, nineteen eighty-one, yes. uh, directed by Andrev Zawalski. Yes. There we go. So, what do you think, lads? Out of ten? Oh, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, oh, it's, it's still. That's it's not still, out of ten. That's well. Uh, I, that was my opening gambit. I think it's a. I think you've got a. I think it's eight and above. Maybe a nine or a ten. I mean, it's probably a nine for me. Oh my god! For me, it's a ten or a ten. Because what would you change? What would you? What's? I think I've made improve? it pretty clear what I would change, Kevin. Et <laughs> just et et entire. Et, yeah. ET <laughs> should be hairier. He should be covered up. It should have well, feathers. I think he could look a little, I don't know, <laughs> less unpleasant. Um, <laughs> More cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> in the, should he not be in the form of man? Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, what would I change? I don't know, actually. No, it's a good question. Maybe nothing. Maybe it is a 10. Maybe it is a 10 out of 10. There we go. Uh, Confirmed. Uh, and well, what would you give it? Change. Yeah, it's a five stars for me. I'm on, I'm on the five star scale, and it's it's uh, forever five stars. Even though that special edition kind of has tainted it, just the memory of the special edition cut has tainted it a little bit. But thank God no. we didn't watch the special edition. Though. Yeah, all but those bathtub scenes and and it's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. So yeah, Kevin, you're saying it's a ten out of ten or five out of five for you? Yeah, I give it a hundred percent. Excellent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Excellent. Fantastic. Well, that was um, E.T. And Joe, thanks so much for coming along and uh, babbling along with us for the duration of those two hours. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And Kevin. Yes. But we better say goodbye. Okay. All right. Good luck. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. Come back again sometime. You can follow us on Best Bits Pod on Twitter. And Joe, you are under at Joe Barton underscore on Twitter. Yes. Give us a follow. And give us five stars on Twitter. Or not on Twitter. On fucking on Apple. Thank you. Thank you. And a review, please. And yes. a positive review. That would positive. be it's so important. Night, night. And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Many bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will and Ken. Bonus content for you, yeah. That's right, this is for you. Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corns sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day, and uh, she Your said, "Corn, uh, my corns." Do you, you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, um, do you not wear any shoes like around the house? You walk no, I, I, I wear no. It's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like, you know, before the turn of yeah. this last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great 
opener for our Mini Bits episode where we get people disgusted. Squally, it's episode 73 of the Mini Bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. It's, <laughs> you don't des- Everybody cancel. <laughs> you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people? We, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I, how do you think I did? I, I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But, you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were, they were profiled in the Gar- Guardian as well. Yeah. But we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. we don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Those are my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat? Yeah. I want Speaking one of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like a starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, 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 did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the time. Oh. I forgot. You may as well. Because the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after Yeah, we, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. Very okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And I'm... Right. Um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure. You it doesn't did. really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes. I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look. Hey, listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be. Just to f- 
fill me in like on the lore. Get up to speed. Get you right up to speed. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be there going, where where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? When are they going to show up? And like, you know. It's a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like it's this, just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh this is insane. the thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, I you, think. you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people on Discord are trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting now, like um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was okay. like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know, the other thing that's also bothering me lately. Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. They would just they were morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has, where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, (laughs) but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. can, because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I would found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I the timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding? <laughs> here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.